Are we recording? Oh, yeah, I've been recording. Oh, hell yeah. For basically the last five minutes. <laughs> it's a cube. It's cubular. Cubular. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. I see a spoon over there with a lighter. Lost about 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Doing mucinex? <laughs> yeah, it's got that uh, meth in it. <laughs> Dextramethamine or something ah, like that. Yeah. Methanex. Ooh, nice. Yes. It's like Mike it's like Mike and Ike's, but methanex. <laughs> Delicious. Uh. Welcome everybody to Next Door Nerds. Uh, today we are going over one of the greatest consoles of all time. Easily. The Nintendo GameCube. Uh, this episode is basically going to be all about the games that Evan and I have played and the console itself and, and the controllers and just every little thing here and there about that. Uh, but, uh, before we get into the greatness that was the GameCube and still is the GameCube. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about our week. So, Evan, how was yours? Oh, Greg. Life's busy. Busy. Very, very busy. I hear you. Rewarding, but also busy, uh, I guess. I guess uh, there's no hiding. I'm sure we're going to bring it up at some point that this is uh, the first time we've recorded, physically recorded, like off schedule. Yes. Uh, because we had to push some things around this week because it was so busy. But mm -hmm. so we have, I have to go back even farther to the weekend before. Correct. Which for, for those of you uh, listening, we normally record on Tuesdays. Today mm -hmm. is Sunday. Yeah. So, uh, we're a little we're a little behind, but we'll make it work. Yeah, a nice Sunday, easy recording. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm gonna try to keep it short because I don't think I really there was really nothing big that happened to us other than just running around getting stuff done. Um. In fact, I'm gonna go ahead and say that there's really nothing. Yeah. I guess the stuff the thing the reason we were busy. Um, is that our uh, daughters had dance pictures this week, which put mm -hmm. all of our normal schedule out of whack. Yep. Um, uh, Selena, if the girls are listening to this, shame on you for letting them listen to this because <laughs> we cuss a fucking lot in this thing. Yeah. But uh, girls, cover your ears. Greg, don't ever let your daughters join dance. I I hear you. It's uh, uh, it's insane. Yeah. Um, the the idea of buying a dance outfit for multiple hundreds of dollars yeah, so that they can wear it once for a recital and then never wear it again. And you can't sell it again because it's a, it's, it's themed to what they need. So yep. you'd have to hope that there was some dance company that's doing the same exact need for that costume. Yep. But you also don't want to let it sit in a closet and just take up space and you can't get rid of it. So you give it to the girls so they can wear it whenever they want, but that inevitably means it will be destroyed eventually. I hear you. So I'm, it's it's tough. I I'm hurt. It's hurting my wallet. But their love of dance makes it worth it. Yeah. Um. In fact, the reason that I couldn't record Tuesday 
was because we had the older daughter, Aurora. She had her first band concert, which I'm sure you remember those great days. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, it did make me miss it, going to that. I really? Like, Man, I remember all that. This, this, was, this was fun. I didn't think it was, it was torture back then either, but I didn't think it was like fun. And looking back, I'm like, man, those were fun. I'm trying to think back to those days, and I don't know if I could agree with you on that. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, concert band. Yeah, the the marching band is a different thing altogether. But you know, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. So yeah, that's all I did. Um, I guess look, thinking back for me, um. I went to Columbus uh, the other weekend. Uh, you guys were supposed to come, and then mm-hmm. some things got thrown into whack, and yep. just didn't happen. Uh, I had a good time. Uh, probably a little bit too much fun the first night that we were there. <laughs> um, I think I was in bed the next night by like 9.30, 10 o'clock. Damn. So it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy, but mm-hmm. I got to see some friends that I haven't seen in quite some time in uh, Columbus. And uh, there's this picture that I do with one of the with one of my friends. He's got uh, two boys, mm-hmm. and uh, every year, me and one of my other buddies will go and take a picture with his son. And now that his other son is born, we're like introducing them, him into the the annual picture that we nice. take now. So, and it's like, I hold, I hold the one mm-hmm. and then there's a, the other guy is passing a beer, like handing it to the kid. <laughs> and, uh, we did that the first year. We just thought it was hilarious. The second year we did it, uh, he like tried to jump out of my hands <laughs> and he kicked the beer and like, we got the picture, but we also got like, a picture after where like there's just a mess on the floor we're like oh no <laughs> nice. what have we done and then uh this year we we had his his brother in there and his and his dad so, so let's say is it all in the same like it's, it's location it's at their house yeah and i can't wait for when they're like 18 and like what 16 i think or something yeah. like that 15 and i'm going to be trying to hold up this 18 year old <laughs> kid who's probably going to be like maybe 200 pounds and I'm just gonna be like, this is tough. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, it was fun. I was, I was glad we got to meet up with them and share some stories and update each other on our lives. And yep. Cause you know, that's something you don't get to do very often is meet up with those old high school friends that and college friends that you haven't seen in forever. So mm-hmm. life just takes you in different directions. But, uh, yeah, I did that during the day on that Saturday and then kind of, <clears throat> came home and Tuesday I you you said you had something going on so I was like all right that's it's no big deal because I ended up having to wake up super early Wednesday morning at like yeah I think I I think I was out of out of the house at like 4 50 or five around five o'clock I I think I left and uh yeah it was uh it was it was it was a good thing that we didn't record Tuesday because I then spent the next like three days just fighting this terrible cold. Yeah, you had a resurgence. Yeah, I'm. It's I can't handle this back and forth weather shit. It is. It's been ridiculous. I'm like, 
and I'll, and I'll be honest with you, I'm, I've been taking this Mucinex DM, which is like extra strength, maximum, whatever. Yep. And it's, I'm like two thirds of the way through the pills. And it's like, if you get through all of this and you still have a cough, go to see a doctor. It's go like, to an ER. It's, it's <laughs> like, if you have an erection for longer than four, <laughs> four hours, if you have a cough for longer than this seven, box. Di- seven days, you need to leave <laughs> and go somewhere. But, uh, I, yeah, I've been fighting that and I'm, I've been, it it got really bad on Friday and then I felt better towards the end of the day on Friday. And then Saturday morning I woke up and I was like, I actually feel like I might be able to do something today. Mm -hmm. So then I actually went over to one of my friends' house and helped them. uh, They've, they had a flood in their basement. They had a bunch of stuff that's just been collecting dust and like they wanted it either gone, like in the trash Mm -hmm. or moved elsewhere so we they got a big old trash bin thing that was out in their driveway and we just worked we tossed shit in and mm-hmm. we're just trying to make room so that we can turn their basement and their upstairs shed part into fun times yes we actually ended up going Doing that we went over there oh uh, yeah after you left. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I guess I did leave at like nine, nine thirty or so. Yeah. So you guys came over right after then? Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't drink at all this weekend. And then I'm going to tell you what, it wasn't a terrible thing for me. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was I was going to say, I, are you jonesing right now? <laughs> I mean, the amount of sleep that I got in the past like five days, every night I was in bed like before 10 o'clock. It was, glorious yeah. and that's kind of unheard of mm-hmm. normally for me because i normally will go lay in bed at 11 but i might not fall asleep until 12 o'clock because tiktok is fucking yep terrible on my brain consuming and, your brain yeah. yes i actually uh, had to work overtime yesterday oh so of course as i've said before on this podcast i like my entire wednesday to friday were all ruined because i was like i'm gonna have to go to bed <laughs> early friday and that's unfortunately what i did um, yeah because Selena went out with some of our friends. Mm. Um, yeah, I got Snapchats. I was I was having a mad case of FOMO because <laughs> uh, I was still sick, and I'm like, I'm not gonna go there yeah. and try and get these guys sick. Infect people. Yeah, and uh, they had to send me the Snapchat of "suck a big fat dick, Greg." Yep, because they were playing "Cheers to Governor," and then I found out. I tell you this, I found out they weren't even making that a rule. They just wanted to send me that Snapchat. <laughs> they just wanted to send that to me to be mean <laughs> and to make me feel left out. And I did. So you guys know who you are. Hey, that's that. that, that there's a positive spin on that. Greg. There is. They included me without yeah, including exactly. Me. You weren't there and they were thinking of you. That's right. I would have killed for a suck a big fat dick, <laughs> Evan. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, but now, um, and then I guess today, um, last week was my mom's birthday mm-hmm. on Wednesday. And then, uh, they, my family all got together and we had pizza and cake and ice cream. So nice. that was where I was at just about 45 minutes ago. Yep. So, and now you're here and now I'm here talking about the GameCube, trying my best <laughs> to keep it all together as we get into <laughs> one of the greatest consoles, the Nintendo GameCube. Real quick. Refresher for for those who who 
need a refresher. Yeah. So the GameCube would, I believe there in our platform or our system ranking episode, you, when the GameCube came up, you said it was, I believe was, you said it was your favorite system. It, it is up there as one of my favorite systems. I want to say it's either number one or number two. I was about to say, cause then I, cause I just listened to that episode again. Cause I, I fucking love that episode. Yeah. And, uh, when the 360 comes up, you then say again, 360 is my favorite system. Yeah. So I'm like, so it's probably, a, I'll, I, it seems like it's a tie. So, and for prep for this episode, mm-hmm. I grabbed my, I went through all of my GameCube games and I started picking them out. And uh, I, I really underestimated my or I overestimated how many GameCube games. I'm yeah. like 90% sure that I have like 10 more games somewhere, but somewhere. I no idea where they're at. But I did not realize that I had so many more 360 games. So now I don't know what to think because I had a lot more 360 games, but these games got so much more use, I feel like. Well, see, Greg, this is why... This is why I'm a continuous, like, freaking Mormon about going door to door and telling people the the praises of series gaming. Because you <laughs> could actually have the mathematical proof of yes. what system's your favorite based I, on what, the games that you've played with it. Yeah. I should have brought that. I really should have brought that to this recording, but I don't have it with me or on my computer at home or on this one. Because I'm... I'm Based on what I remember, I believe I, I gave the GameCube's higher. Like, quality of games-wise that I've played, the GameCube yeah. is higher than the, than the 360. Yeah. I... I... The, all of these games that are that are sitting on my table right now, because I got them out to show Evan beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, all of them hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. I don't think there's a single one of those that... I haven't put at least 60 hours into. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, when you get that one, maybe not you, because you actually complete your games. <laughs> but uh, for me, I have this problem where I will get a game and then the next shiny thing comes out and then I get that and then I yep. completely forget to play this other game. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think every single one of those games over there I've beaten or played multiple hours on. Yeah. So... It's gonna be uh, a heartfelt episode. Yeah, where we. Me too. Yeah. For 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 a refresher for me, uh, I put GameCube. Uh, I don't want to say second, but I think it's second. I think it's my second favorite system. Yeah. The only system I like, I can definitively say I like more than GameCube is Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it, like. I don't know, man. Looking at a GameCube just fills me with joy. <laughs> and I'm not even playing it. First off, yeah, let's talk about the console itself. Sure. First of its kind, yep. it had a handle. Yeah. Like like a lunchbox. <laughs> like a lunchbox handle. Like they thought people were going to take this thing into work, plug it into their TVs at work and play it. And it happened. And And you know what? I could tell you multiple times going to friends' houses how much easier and nicer it was to be able to have that capability. 
but it was also pain in the, in the neck for all of the controllers and shit. Cause it's like, everything was nice on this end, but then I needed like another handle another thing hand for the... that could hold the <laughs> controllers and the extra cables get and a little, stuff. A couple command hooks and yes, stick them just, to the side. Just, oh my God, just <laughs> put like little J hooks on both sides of the GameCube. And it's it like just, a goddamn machine gun. It, no, 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 no. no. It, it, it would like legit start to look like one of the grocery uh, things that you grab the little baskets. Yeah. It would just be like that, but then on the sides would just be like your. Because the GameCube had the, well, I guess for some of the controllers, I don't have one in front of me. Actually, I think underneath uh, that thing, there's some, um, but it, it, yeah, it's it's underneath right there. Let's grab it out here. Oh, look at that beauty. Yeah. That thing, Everyone like that sound? Hell yeah, boy. So, I mean, that thing, the GameCube controller... Most of them, I should say, not all of them. That one's a little janky. Yeah, we don't, this we don't, one, this one's a little rough. It's a little rough. It's, it's seen some abuse. This thing it's has missing the camera button or the camera letter on the right analog stick. Yeah. Um, this thing looks like it got in one too many bar fights. Well, that one was cool only because of the fact that you could change. Um, they had these little colored, uh, they had these little colored like covers that you could put over top of them to like yeah. differentiate them. So mm -hmm. you could buy like four of those controllers and then have one that has red on it, one that has green on it, one that has and so on and so forth. Yep. But most of those controllers looked like would you say that's like an M for like these controllers here? Yeah. I like mean, the it, standard GameCube controller looked like, like the middle, you could hang them from the centerpiece. Yes. The control, the cable like fit right in the middle. It was nice and snug. Mm -hmm. And look, it's very nice for like bringing the places. It's very it's, ergonomic. You don't really go over any of the buttons when you try and fold the cable. Yeah. Which that's a real, that was a terrible problem with a lot of those. Early. Cause a lot of, a lot of the times you would like, when you'd put that over there, you'd be mashing buttons or you'd be like pushing the joystick one way or yep. the other. There's a lot of bad leads, damage done to control just sticks. leads to a lot of drift. Yep. Nobody likes drift. If you do, what did, what you must be from Tokyo. What family member hurt you? Just like stop, please. <laughs> but um, yeah, PlayStation the, Two had that really bad. The console itself, great handle. It used the same hookups for the PS or no? So I take that back. The little, little, little. It used the same hookups for the N sixty four because yep, I had it and I was like, I can't find the one, so I just used it one day. And I'm like, this works. Well, the. The, the it, system to TV cable. Yes, yes. Yeah. To plug into the to plug into the back of the TV, the TV to yeah. the uh, console. Sixty four had a honking power box. Yeah. The GameCube had the power box, but it was further down on the cable. Yep. So yeah. <clears throat> the GameCube was also, I feel like, one of the first ones to like just. It had so many secrets. There's hidden like compartments on them. You mm -hmm. could open up the bottom yep. and like it have like an insert port for like, mm -hmm. I don't even know. Like they had I th like the, remember the game shark? Yes. The cheat code yep. thing. They, I'm pretty sure they made one that you could plug into the bottom of your GameCube. Yeah. Um, they it had, had this, it had the universal hookup on the bottom for if you needed to hook up anything of that type. 
GameCube also had, I believe, one of the first uses of uh, online play. Yep. Which a lot of people didn't know about because it was like introduced at a later time, but mm-hmm. they like had it built into the original console. Yes. It was just hidden by these little like clip. I don't even know what yeah. you call them, like the battery clip ons on yeah. like a remote, you know. Should have brought my GameCube over. I think, I mean, I could probably go grab mine if we wanted to like look at this fucking thing, but. Sure. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Time out. I'll time out. Or Evan could talk. I could I could talk. Uh <clears throat> so I went to the store the God other day. Damn it. <laughs> is it in there? Is the GameCube in there? Yeah, it is. Holy shit! Everything's in here. Damn. Ooh, and Greg had the black GameCube. Yeah, it was special. Nice. Mine was silver. But like. Yep. I'm gonna just look this. For the record, I think they added the handle onto the GameCube because, like, when they were testing everything about a system before they release it, they were literally like, it's not even the fact that it's portable. It's just the fact that if there isn't a handle on it, there is no good way to hold it or carry it, and you're going to drop it, which is weird. You think they would embrace that so that if you broke your GameCube, you'd have to go buy another one. But they solved that problem in the hopes that you wouldn't break your GameCube. This was one of the cheaper consoles. Was if it? I recall, because I can look. I have the GameCube. Whatever the original cost of a GameCube was, I really want to know that answer because I have my, uh, my CLZ games. My no, I, I although I always have that up. Uh, I have my my uh, laptop open with the GameCube Wikipedia page on it, so I can look up trivia. Original GameCube price. Let's see how much this was. Came out, or was launch price of $200. $100 lower than the PS2 and the Xbox. See? Yeah. Cheaper. Better. For the sake of being informative, by the way, the GameCube was released in Japan on September 14th, 2001, three days after 9-11. Holy shit. So, you know, there are pros and cons to everything. Almost five... How did that... (laughs) Like, how did that do release wise? I mean, well, it didn't. It launched in North America two months later in November. So, and I don't think. Oh, but the date was pushed back in an effort to increase the number of available units. So, uh, it launched officially on November eighteenth. But I, f- I feel like November is always the month for consoles nowadays. It's a big video game month. Yes, November. because everyone's like, "Hey, you know that thing that's coming up called Christmas?" Yeah everybody's gonna want one so you might as well go out and buy this console for your kid it's the smart thing to do mm-hmm. but just looking at this thing it had a digital av out analog av out power then it had a high speed port on the bottom yep that you could connect for literally like to connect to internet it had two serial ports greg looks exactly like a blockbuster employee explaining this to a mom who's going to buy it for yes her son yes excuse me sir can you can you tell me what the bottom of the gamecube has on it 
Uh, yes, uh, ma'am. Uh, you'll you'll see here that we have the high speed port. Uh, to oh, high speed. Yes, yes. Uh, so that your son or daughter can get the most speed oh. out of this port. Jimmy loves speed. Yes, uh, what I else bet. Does it have? It has uh, two cereal ports. Oh, I uh, love cereal. Uh, not that type of cereal. Oh. You nice young lady, you. Dang it. But uh, uh, no, you you could use that to uh, integrate different. There, there was ways to plug in another uh, video game console, I There's believe. more video games? Oh, yes, 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 yes. But uh, no, but seriously, like... It's, it, it's incredible. It had what the... They had, like, well, what, do you, what do you call that when you're able to go back? Retroactive? Uh, kind of, yeah. So, like, the Game Boy... One of the was it Game Boy Advance? Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance had a had a cable that you could use to plug into this through mm -hmm. one of those ports on the bottom. Yep. To be able to the games that they had on Game Boy Advance, some of them worked with the GameCube. GameCube games. You could trade for like Pokemon and stuff. Let's say we should quickly try to remember the games where you were able to do stuff. I know you could do it on Sonic 2 with the KOs. The what cow chows? What game would that be? Sonic 2 Adventure? Yeah. What Game Boy Advance game would that be? Uh, I think Chaos Garden. There, there was like a, a game for that. A or game. Something. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I don't know exactly, but... I know that they're, uh, they let you swap Pokemon between Ruby and Sapphire and Pokemon Coliseum. And then again with XD, yep. Gale of Darkness, so you could bring your Pokemon from like the actual games and fight with them on a screen, which was completely unprecedented they did a little the tiniest bit of that with pokemon stadium for the 64 there was a way to hook your game boy color or game i think it was just game boy color because the game boy was too old at that point yep. but you could hook your game boy color up to a tv and what link it with the 64 to fight with your pokemon on stadium but that mm -hmm. was like way too intensive for kids who were playing with the 64 this is a little when this came out Obviously, we were a little bit older, and we were able to better understand how to like, oh, I need to link my Game Boy Advance to my GameCube by unscrewing the bottom and putting in this link cable. Um, the thing that I got the most use out of the bottom of a GameCube, um, and this absolutely fucking blew my mind when we got this when I was a kid, is there the they had a thing for the Super Nintendo mm -hmm. called the Super Game Boy Player. Okay. It was a cartridge you would put into your Super Nintendo, and then the cartridge flipped up. The top of the cartridge flipped up, and you can put a Game Boy color game in that. Yeah. And you can that, play Game Boy yeah. color games on a TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, uh, that sounds very familiar, because yes. I think my cousin had that for his Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And they came out with what they called the Super Game Boy... Maybe I think it was the Super Game Boy Advance player. Mm -hmm. It might have been just the Game Boy Advance player, but it was basically like a like a, a panel of plastic that was the size of the GameCube bottom. Yep, width or area, I guess you'd say. And it you literally put it down, and then you took the bottom off the GameCube and you stuck it on top of this black panel. Yep, and it just became a part of your GameCube. It's on my GameCube right now. And basically, it had a slot at the bottom that you could use to play Game Boy Advance games. And because the, the Advance played Game Boy games as well, you got to all play the all Game them. Boy games yeah. on a TV 
which that like I was like I can play Pokemon Gold on a TV. Yeah. That is the future's now. I mean, at the time, yeah, it was definitely yeah. it was it was someone who whoever if if you think Nintendo didn't deserve every dollar and cent that they got uh when they came out with the GameCube, you would be wrong because they definitely deserve it. Yeah. Um like I'm not saying this is accurate. This is just 100% probably me making this up, but Nintendo in general N64 mm-hmm. first one to go to four controllers. Does that sound accurate? Mm, SNES had four controllers. Ports. SNES had four controllers. Pretty sure, yeah. I guess NES, then SNES. So net the NES only had two. Yes. Super Nintendo had four. Super Nintendo, I am. I think you're incorrect. Right. They only had two. No, it only had two. Okay, so you're correct. I was just wondering if there was any other console that went to four um, be- between that time frame. I, let me check. I want to check Genesis real quick. Ooh, I feel like Genesis might have had four. And it might also completely depend on what type of Genesis you were playing on. Because if you're playing on the Master System, that was different than playing it on the Genesis proper. And then there was the Sega CD attachment to the Genesis. Uh, well, dang. I think Genesis only had two I as just well. Googled it. The earliest console built for four-player use was the Nintendo 64. There you go. So that N- Nintendo was definitely an innovator. Of course. They always wanted to one-up themselves, one-up the competition, like everybody. The, the fact that this console is so compact and, I mean, oh, this 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 only takes up maybe... I don't know what you call that, like seven by seven. Yeah. A seven by seven space on your table that you would have or your, your nightstand or whatever by your TV. Like that's all it took up space wise. It had four controller inputs. It had two memory card slots and we're forgetting the best part. It had a fucking disc tray yep. for discs that were probably about three inches big. That's four, I believe, four inches. Maybe. I believe that they like pioneered that too, the smaller disc size. The smaller disc, because wasn't the fucking big thing at the time, like they had those small, like the remember back in the day, the girls would have them. They'd be these little um cartridges. Cartridges that would have like in sync on them. And yeah. They'd be able to play them. Tiny tune, tiny tunes. Tiny or tunes or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh Nintendo just like, you know what? We're going to take up less less space, so therefore we need a smaller disc reader. And, I mean, it's only about probably four to five inches tall. As I say, it, first let's it's, say... It's such a compact console. It's not a true cube. No, 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 no. So uh, They lied to us. Nintendo, that is one do- point docking from your rating. I am pretty sure we are allowed to sue them now for that. <laughs> For, for, for false advertising? False advertisement of a cube. <laughs> but I guess if you uh, put that attachment on it, it might add to it. It the does. Bo- the bottom portion might, might make it a perfect cube. So I, you can sue. I can't. Ah, see, see, see. But uh, yeah, the console, just a general. Great, great design all around. Being able to carry it by a freaking handle. Um, controllers, 
I liked the controllers, but they weren't like my favorite. I always thought it was dumb where the X and the Y button were. Oh yeah. Uh, but that's just me. I have to say, GameCube is probably one of my favorite controllers. Really? Of all. I I I mean, I like the I like the A B spot. I like that they introduced the left and right analog sticks mm-hmm. and the D pad. Oh, and the, the triggers, dude. The Z button I thought was a good choice. Yeah. Uh, up top. Just, left left and right triggers, great, great time. I'm gonna do just a tiny bit of video game ASMR and just everyone appreciate this. That is such a satisfying click to play games to. And it's so like it's so it's almost like haptic feedback. Yeah. When it would like you'd use a trigger. So like first person shooter games are surprisingly fun to play even though you have to control the aiming with the C-stick, which is way smaller than a normal control stick. but And I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for doing this, but... You're doing it, aren't you? Yep. Hell we're, yeah. We're going we're gonna to play the startup sound for the GameCube just to... If it'll play. Come on. Giddy up there, darling. Are you fucking serious, Nintendo? <laughs> They know they're stopping it from. Ah! I love it. Perfection, absolute. Perf- and uh, we uh, we we both know that that got turned into a meme a couple years ago. Oh oh, this is actually all three of the game ups. So I don't know if you knew this, but you can make your GameCube do three different startup sounds. Mm-hmm. They these are all three. This is the normal. Second one. Good choice on the first one, not so much on the second one. I don't, I don't know if that's, is that considered racist for playing a, yo, I don't know, (laughs) but it is, all you had to do was hold the Z button. So if you pl- hold, held the Z button when it started up on the first one, it would do that second one. And if you hold, if you held down Z on all four controllers that were plugged in, then it would do that. Hmm. That's cool. Real quick, let's have a quick mini discussion. Okay. I fucking loved how they programmed that the startup of a GameCube um, in comparison to a PS2. Because uh, GameCube... For those of you who don't know, when you when you play turn on a GameCube, it plays that startup jingle with the startup logo animation for a GameCube, and then it just launches into whatever game is in the disk drive. Correct. Um, the way to get around that, if you needed to do something on the GameCube proper, is you would hold the A button when you turn it on, and then the GameCube logo, when it got done with its startup jingle and animation, it would start to spin like crazy and it'd bring you to the GameCube menu. Yep. Where you got to like, you could configure or reconfigure your memory cards. You could uh, like check what go game your, was in the drive. You go could to your do settings. Settings, yep. everything. So that would also, was if you didn't have any game in it as well. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would do that if your yep. your game drive was empty. The I loved that so much more than the PS. I fucking hate the PS2 menu. Because the, the, ga- the PS2... When you turn it on, it brings you to this, uh, like this, uh, 
sometimes if it was quick enough and it wasn't dying, the PS2, it would start the game after if it would if it could load its infor- information quick enough. Yeah, it would go right into the game. But usually it would bring you to this like menu. Those of you, if you know, you know. Yeah, like with the gray background, the light gray background, and you got you saw your memory cards, and then you'd have to wait for the disc to load, and then the disc icon would appear. And then you'd have to click on that to start the game. Yep. The the that is such that just shows you the the geniuses that work in the design of things at Nintendo because that is so much more intuitive to have it. Hey, they turn on the console, it plays the jingle, and you're in the game. Yeah, um, I know PlayStation. If you left the disc in, which I normally did. I was a bad boy and always left always <laughs> yeah. left my games in the console even when they were off. Yep. But uh if if it was left in, it would jump right to the game. If it sat there and spanned for a little bit trying to read the disc the disc would try and get read quick enough before that happened, then it would it would still launch it. If not, then you got into the same thing. Same thing would happen with the GameCube, but yeah, I was like, if you had a fucking gash in your disc and it was like, can't read, then yeah. you get it out there with your toothpaste and trying to clean the scratches yeah. and stuff. But. I Maybe, I don't know, maybe just RPS2 was shitty, but it seemed like that was the norm to yeah. get brought to the browser. Yep. Whereas GameCube, the norm was, it was powerful enough, either that or the games were simple enough to be read quickly. Smaller disc, doesn't have to read as much. Yep. I mean just makes sense yeah which yeah. i know the ps2 i believe has higher processing power than the gamecube but yep but it's i don't really i didn't care about that when i was a kid and i don't really super care about it now mm-hmm. um especially since i i just bought this for when i wanted to start my youtube channel i uh um i bought a an hdmi adapter i've that, got one too yeah, for my gamecube that is fucking a lifesaver for people who want to play GameCube yeah. nowadays. Because it, it, I mean, it doesn't make it HD. It doesn't make it HD right. my quality, obviously. Right, right, you can't right. make something from 2001 look like that. But it's so much clearer and crisper. And not to mention the fact you can play it on an HD. And it makes it, it can make it widescreen if you want yes. to. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the best purchases I think I've ever made. Because you got to realize when the GameCube came out, I mean, we still weren't quite there with. The TVs that we're dealing with today, mm. you had the the old boob tubes that still have, I mean, a lot of TVs still have the composite cables, the yellow, white, red, yeah. or if you get really crazy with them, the greens and the blues mm-hmm. and all that. But the RCA mm. cables and shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a console ahead of its time, I feel like. It was, it was a very, I just love this thing. I mean. I know. It was such a good console. I mean, and I got to be honest, maybe it was just the fact that I played a lot of games with 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 like my brother and my cousin. Um I think maybe I probably put more hours into a PlayStation 2, but I, there's not there is not a universe out there where I would tell you I like the PS2 more than the GameCube. It's it's and I didn't really I didn't own an, an Xbox original, so I can't compare that. Yeah. But just that that GameCube is a star of of gaming. Period. 
across all generations. This is the console that I go back to the most, mm-hmm. I would say, out of... I would think out of uh, the, the older consoles, this is the one that I go back to the most. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think. All my other consoles don't work anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll help. It's just like for some reason, this thing, I feel like I could drop this and it would still work. Yeah. Not Probably one crack to. the ground underneath it. Yeah. It's, it's the Nokia of, of it's consoles. The, exactly. GameCube is the Nokia of consoles. Yes. <laughs> but... Anything else that you have to say about the console, the controllers, any um, of the attachments that normally would come with them or you could buy separately uh, before we start getting into games? I, I should have had it ready before I started because, and I don't have, feel like I have enough time to look it up, but I wanted to give some love to the the like head designer of it. I don't want to say Iwata. Because I feel like Satoru Iwata, I don't think he, I don't, I, I don't want to say that because I don't know for certain. I just know that he was pretty high up in Nintendo by the time this was a thing. Okay. And I know that he was the head designer, the guy in charge of making the Wii. But um, I wanted to throw some love their way, but I didn't, I don't have, I'm terrible at having things ready. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is, and I can't remember if we talked about it in any other episode. Did I, do you remember us ever talking about? I guess me ever talking about the WaveBird controller. Yes. Okay. We talked a little bit. I don't know. I know we've talked about it between us. I don't Okay. I don't know if we've ever mentioned it. Well, just for fun, I'll restate it. If I already said it on this podcast, I apologize. But we um we got a WaveBird controller, which is uh a wireless controller. One of the I don't want to say it was one of the first. The GameCube was one of the first consoles to have a wireless controller. You stuck a, an adapter into the controller slot, and then you had another controller that you, yep. was just wireless. Once again, blew our minds when we were younger. We were like, there's no cord on this thing. How does it know? Yeah. How, how does it know? Yeah. And the, 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 the adapter on that you plugged into the GameCube had a light on it because you could actually change the channel on the controller and the adapter so that it could keep track of who's first, per, who's first player one, who's player two, there was, and for some, I don't, I have no fucking clue why, but it had 16 channels on it. Although I think that was another thing. Um, the GameCube, I think, could actually play with more than four. You could link GameCubes? I think you could get splitters for this. I'm not, don't quote Maybe. me on that, but I, I want to, I might Google it while I mean, we're talking. Yeah, I, I don't see why, any other reason why they would include 16 channels on this, but. That's that's the thing that you use to check to make sure you're on the right one because if your if your controller was on channel one and the adapter was on channel one and you pressed a button any button or move the control stick, the, a light on the adapter would flash green, and basically any time you did anything on the controller it would turn green to show that it was connected. Um, and we were just remember doing like turning that on and we were like, I don't know if we were. That's tw- I I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. But. <clears throat> I looked it up and I do kind of remember this Mario Kart double dash. You could get eight on one console and then land party with another one to get up to 16, 16 racers on one. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, you could control the players. Um, I believe either individually, like cause double dash, you had, the two racers mm-hmm. that you could switch back and forth. You could either 
control one of each of those or you control both. Yeah. So I'm not sure on that, but yeah, but that, that, that explains it. Why yeah. it would have 16 channels on there. Um, but anyway, uh, we, we got one of those probably, I don't know. I'm going to say like 2005 maybe, which would have put me at like 13 yep. and it blew our minds that we, uh, could now I could play Pokemon gold on a TV screen with a controller that didn't have a cord. I was like, where are we going from here, man? There's the, the bar's already set. There's no way, there's no reason to keep going. Let's right. just have this for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Um, but we got that and it was really cool of my parents to get us that. Um, they only got us one. So of course me and my brother fought over it. And since I was older, I won, but, uh, we got it. They gave, they, they got it for us and they gave it to us as a present before a Florida trip mm. where we got to bring our GameCube. Um, but it was before we had a TV in the car. So they were like, you're going to have to wait till we get to Florida to, to play with it. So we get there. I don't know why I remember it because it, I distinctly remember us doing this at my grandparents' house in Florida and we got it out and we got it all set up and we're like freaking out over how it's working. And then I turn to my brother and I'm like, let's test this. So I brought the controller outside the house to the other end of the house outside and I moved it around and I came back and, and Andrew's freaking out and he's like, it was doing it, man. It was, it was controlling it. It wasn't losing it. And I was like, there's like, and we counted, we were like, there's like five or six walls. And one of those walls is the outside wall of a house. So it's yeah. thicker. Yeah. This thing was playing through six walls. The WaveBird up, even now, the WaveBird, in my opinion, is the best wireless controller. You, I don't think you could do that with like a PlayStation 4 controller. Five I wanna, walls? I want to take a WaveBird controller, like the adapter, put it. If you could plug it like into a plane, <laughs> they're like, all right, I'm going to control this from the ground now. Yeah, exactly. You don't need a pilot when you've got a wave word. That's right. That's right. But, but uh, yeah, I want to th throw some love because to this day, the WaveBird GameCube controller is one of the best controllers on the list of video game controllers. It's insane. I guess I did have one last thing that I wanted to state, which was... The fact that they had a fucking reset button. The, I mean, Nintendo was notorious for having power button, a reset button, and then for the GameCube, they had the disc tray open yeah. thing. But I just... If your game breaks, you just press the reset button. You don't have to go through the... Lock, the dun, 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 mm -hmm. It would just reload the game. Just a, a simple little like fix to to make something yeah. just that much quicker. It doesn't get in the way of anything else with the with the system. Yeah, it's... yeah. And the original GameCube controllers, not the like that one. I don't think that was a official. I mean, it is, but it isn't. It's a third party. Yeah, that one. I think it's a third party. The one that's by you. This I is real. Think is real. This is the first and I part. think I had a black one in there. Mm-hmm. Those still work fairly well. Oh, that has an extender on it. Oh, this is an extender? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's like an, because it was like an extra six feet or something oh, like nice. that. Nice. I didn't need this. See, I did. I had a wireless controller. See, I did because we didn't <laughs> believe in wireless. <laughs> we were the wired family. And it sucked real quick. Very quick story. We it's It, it, it was also a, a curse because we, 
got a wireless PlayStation 2 controller a, a little bit later, and we were like, this is going to be fucking awesome, and it was garbage. <laughs> and we were like, you, we already hit, we got the gold, so yeah. now everything else, we, we have to make sure we lower our standards, because nothing's going to touch the wave bird. Yep. So, console, great. Mm-hmm. Controllers, great. Fantastic. Wireless controllers, great. Everything about this was A, S tier in my book. The hardware. Yeah, hardware-wise, simple, simplistic, but great. Capabilities, fantastic. First wireless controller, blah, 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 blah. Yep, yep, fantastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Games. Now the software. The software. Now we're getting to the games. The small discs of joy that they were. All right. Now we're going to take a second. So, like, Greg has his uh, game collection out so we can look at it. Um, I have my game collection with me always uh, because I am subscribed to CLZ Game Collection. And now we've got that up and, <laughs> up and running. Boom. All right. So, how do you want to do this, Greg? Do you want to do, like, sw- swap back and forth? Each talk about a game, go back and forth? Sure. So let's list a game off, off. What's your favorite GameCube game? I know we went over this in the Joystick Olympics, but uh, what would you say is your favorite GameCube game? So I want to say my favorite. So this was tough because GameCube, all of them hold a very special place. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say the one that got played the most was Double Dash. Mario Kart Double Dash. Yep. Just because of the fact that everybody loved the N64 one. Yeah. I didn't. Really? I mean, I liked it. It was good. But then I always come back to Double Dash. Yeah. And then people yell at me when they're like, why are you playing the GameCube version? And I'm like, that's because it's better. Really? In my opinion, the the Double Dash was the best Mario Kart game. I... the The... The trend that I've seen growing up is that most people agree with you. At least our, most people our age agree with you that Double Dash is probably the best Mario Kart. Well, let me restate that. Mm-hmm. There are certain individuals that I will not state on <laughs> this podcast that lived in a specific house that had the Nintendo 64, did not have the GameCube, and they would play N64 mm-hmm. Mario Kart. Yeah. Great game. Great game. Nothing nothing, nothing against it. But in my opinion, and like you said, probably a lot of people's opinion, Mario Kart Double Dash was that much better. Now, I think it was the first to introduce dual items. Mm-hmm. Um, first to introduce special items based off of your character. That's a big one. Which was huge. And they didn't bring back for later Mario Parts. They did not. Mario Karts. Yeah, they... They made it so that, and I think that's because of the fact that they got into the online portion of it, mm-hmm. and they, they just realized we can't let one person get, I don't know, like, I'm just going to throw a character out there. Mm-hmm. Like, can't let someone get Mario and then have the fireball special. Like, that was Mario's on game on GameCube. He had, he was able to throw fireballs. Um 
Birdo and Yoshi were, I think, able to throw eggs, tracking probably. eggs yeah. that would like explode with items once they hit them. Yep. Um, all of them had like uh, the the babies, the baby Mario's and baby Luigi. Like they had Chain Chomp that would just pull you along mm-hmm. and just destroy everything. My favorite, like honestly, was. Um, Sounds like they reconfigured a lot of those into actual items in later Mario yeah, Karts. So. Yeah. But they did no other Mario Kart has like ones where that has a power up that only one character can get that it's personalized to that character. Yeah. So Double Dash is is special in that respect. Yep. Um it was a uh, it it first off got a lot of use in college and high school. Mm-hmm. Um just Pretend you didn't hear that last part when I say we did a lot of Birio Kart Kart, for this. Um, We did a lot for N64 too, but like I remember specifically in college going to the one guy's house. They'd have the GameCube out. The one guy had a Wavebird. The other three controllers were plugged in Mm -hmm. and it would just be, all right, every race, beer, gone before the race is over. Nowadays, you got to like, okay, what beer per cup? <laughs> but I was going to say, I I wasn't as popular as you were, but I definitely played a few rounds of Birio Kart, and I was like, this is fu-. I'm glad people are combining something I don't like, which is drinking, with something I absolutely love, which is video games. I actually have a story that, if you will oblige me, yeah, I, w- I will share it with you. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> This was with uh, one of your good friends as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and two of our friends. Yep. uh, When we lived in Columbus, all three of us did. One night, we were like the only three of our buddies around, like everybody else went home. We decided we were going to play some Birio Kart, but we did four loco which i'm just gonna tell you that's terrible idea don't do it you will die yeah and we did two four locos not just one and uh then we went to a we went to a after we did that we went to a frat party (laughs) are you serious yeah on like frat row which is like (laughs) two miles away so we walked two miles away and then i woke up in a bush (laughs) man that is the most college story i've ever heard without a cell phone and my wallet thankfully was in my pocket and my keys were thankfully in my pocket but no i never i never found my cell phone ever again after that wow so just want to state to everyone out there birio cart is a dangerous game with four locos. With four locos. Don't play with four locos, kids. <laughs> that's not beer cart. That's just life that's, advice. That's, never play with four locos. Don't ever, don't don't drink four loco if you <laughs> like your life. Uh, but that's true. But yeah, that. Besides that one time, yeah, I've had great enjoyment, and I guess I had a great enjoyment from that from it then. Of but, course, yeah. But Mario Kart. Top top tier game for me, yeah. always will be. I still to this day like when people come over, like, hey, you want to? Now I'm now it's like you want to play Crash Team Racing, but mm-hmm. but every once in a while, like you guys want to play Mario Kart and back to drinking. So 
back to it. But uh, that was probably my top one, um, just from how much it got played because college and my own personal like trying to beat the Grand Prix and getting the yeah. mirror versions done and did, all that. Did Double Dash have characters you needed to unlock? Yes. Yes, it did. Okay. It also had, uh, it introduced, I believe, was it 200cc? No, no, no. 200cc was on the Switch version, but they introduced the mirror mode, I think. Or did they also have that on, did they have mirror mode on, uh, where the, you go the opposite direction, you go um, backwards on a track instead of the normal way? You mean on 64? Yeah. I don't know if it had it if on If the they 64. did, it was like a thing you needed to unlock unlock yeah. like later on. Because I played a, a decent amount of Mario Kart 64, and yep. I, know, I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, but I know you didn't have to unlock anyone on 64. Yeah. So, and I know that the only game between 64 and Double Dash was Super Circuit for the Game Boy Advance. So I don't know enough about that one to know if you had to unlock, but this Double Dash, that's the thing that's in like all Mario Karts now is you like most of the characters you have to unlock. Just it was just such a great game. I mean, yeah, there were a few unlockables. There was speed class, I think, like you would race your phantom or whatever to try and beat your times or whatever. Yeah, yeah that on 64, yep. Yeah. But uh, Mario Mario Kart for a racing game, simplistic fun you know i didn't really do the battle stuff all that much mm-hmm. but it's a good game that's such a a great game mechanic improve or not, i don't even i don't want to call it improvement but like a a fresh game mechanic to add yep. to a game because they're like well let's what's the what's going to be the shtick because I know people are going to, we know people are going to buy a new Mario Kart for the GameCube. That's going to happen. Yep. But what are we going to do to make it different? Like the decision to make it two racers where one does the driving and the other does like the items. Yep. That's fucking great. Yeah. And I, I want to say, I want to give credit where it's due. I, I'm going to go ahead and, and assume that it was Nintendo, uh, what is it like R R R and D two or R and D one that always handled the Mario Kart games? No, it was Nintendo EAD. Like to to take that and be like, you know what? We because they could have taken the easy way out and said people are going to buy it. We we don't have to. We could literally just put the same race maps from sixty four in there, and people will still buy it because it'll be Mario Kart, but with GameCube graphics, which were cutting edge in the day. Yep. This was like futuristic level of graphics. Uh cuz it was basically like we they everyone thought that was happening with the 64 where th- things were 3D rendered but everything looked like cardboard boxes. I mean, it happens every single time when a new console comes out. Yeah. Everyone gets the the blinders on, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, and like, oh my god, this is the greatest graphics of all time. There's still people to this day that when games come out now, they're like, it could literally look like me and you are sitting here and we're <laughs> in a game and it looks almost identical to us. And someone would be like, wow, these graphics blow. <laughs> yeah. Or 
you have the opposite end of it of like these are the greatest graphics of all time mm -hmm. and it's like roblox yeah like like well it looks it looks like garbage to some people but then everyone else is just like oh my god this is fantastic well the thing about the 64 was that people knew people said it was they were great graphics they knew they didn't look good it looked like ass yep it looked like cardboard cutouts and and of things like that but or uh like it looked like you took like a like a, a glass sculpture yep. and tried to form it into a thing and there but and people said that it doesn't look good but it looks cutting edge. It looks, it's crazy that they were able to achieve this. Yep. GameCube was the first system from Nintendo where people were like, not only does it look cutting edge, it looks good. Yep. Like Super Mario Sunshine looks movie quality back then. There were movies that looked worse than Super Mario 64 or Super Mario Sunshine. Yep. Um, so like back to what we were saying, like double, they, they didn't have to do that. They could have just made a another, which is what they've done every, everyone after Double Dragon. They haven't innovated like they did. The only innovation that met like the double racer dynamic would be like in Mario Kart 7 where they made it so that you could drive on walls and shit and like have anti-grav stuff. Yep. Other than that, no game has ever tried to do something like Double Dash did. And I yep. feel like that's what, that cements it. A lot of a lot of people think Double Dash is still the best Mario Kart game, even after all the other ones, even better than Mario Kart Wii. And people loved Mario Kart Wii because of the motion controls that you could like steer it. Could actually use a steering wheel. Yeah. yeah, people were like, it's fun and it's cool, but nothing beats Double Dash. Correct. Um. So yeah, that was that was a good one for me. Uh, what about what about you? Well, like, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about Sunshine. I I know we are, and <laughs> I want you to know I I played it this weekend. You did nice. Yeah, I play. I think I played it on Friday because I was down <laughs> with the sickness. Well, Greg, I can just go into my CLZ game app here, and I can look up when I beat it, which was uh, January twenty seventh of this year. So I played it within the last year. Yeah, beat it within the last year. Um, one hundred percent, right? No. Oh wow. No, a lot, and I'm going to be you pleb. Well. I, I it's funny that you're forcing me to talk about its shortcomings before I talk about how much I love it. But there are a lot of shines in that game that yeah. are absolute utter fucking bullshit. Yeah, that I'm like you couldn't pay me to want to try to get this shine. I watched a YouTube channel where these two guys race each other to get a 100% completion on that oh, game. Wow, and it was. Probably the longest series I've ever watched on <laughs> just because they were funny and God, I love this game so much yeah. that I was like, cause this was my number two, oh, but yeah? I didn't, but I didn't own this game. So it's like, I didn't have it, but I rented it from the video square yeah. like, multiple times yeah. sort of thing. But, uh, no great game. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Super Mario sunshine. I, I mean, I mean, I feel bad cause I, I'm, we're going to have to like qualify and, and, and for those of you who don't know, Super Mario Sunshine is like every every Nintendo system has like a launch title that is like an, a Mario adventure game. Yep. Like NES, it was actually NES, I think it had been out for a little bit before Super Mario Brothers came out. But Super, Ninten Super Nintendo had Super Mario World. GameCube had Super Mario Sunshine. Nintendo 64 had Super Mario 64. Um, it's just that game where you get to be Mario and run around and just be 
Mario instead of him being like a racer or a doctor or a referee. <laughs> or a just, psychiatrist. Or, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I love Super Mario uh, therapy. <laughs> I fucking love that game. Uh, when Mario goes, it sounds like you have some Freudian excuses here. <laughs> Here's a here's my prescription for a, a lot of drugs. Oh yes. Oh that I've seen so many TikToks now where it's it's Mario and Luigi and they're like, You need to you need to lay off the power ups, man. And then like <laughs> they go like cold turkey and Luigi's just like they realize they're meth heads. Yep. And he's just like, Oh my god, what is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, Have you seen the the SNL skit of uh the hyper realistic gritty Mario movie, uh, live action Mario movie with Pedro Pascal I playing Mario. I think I saw pieces of it. Oh my god, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. So I mean, Super Mario Sunshine, fantastic game. Uh, introduced a very unique, like, game style. I think because the shooter, like, what other games? use like trying to clear the area no you're a janitor the whole game yeah you're basically clean that i love i i like i said i just started up this weekend and mm-hmm. the funniest thing was is the game starts off and you get arrested yeah it's like it's like you need to clean up this town mm-hmm. and it's like that's the premise of this game yeah and i thought back to i was like god that was the premise of this game is like everyone blames you because metal mario which isn't metal mario but that's besides the point yeah should we give this spoiler for who shadow mario is spoiler. are we gonna are we gonna do an episode on super mario 60 sunshine maybe i mean it's it would technically be a club episode but i already beat it recently and now if you're starting to play it maybe yeah, we'll we should ha- we'll have to wait until i'm done beating it yeah again but we should probably we should probably like put a feeler out there for people and say hey we're we're gonna have a club episode on sunshine within the next like month or two so play it if you want to talk yeah. about it with us. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh we'll, we'll, save we'll it? do that. We'll do that because uh I'm I'm probably going to beat beat that game in like a month or so. Okay. Yeah, so, let's do Oh, I can't fucking wait for our first we're club, gonna have, we're club gonna have episode club that's a video, video game. game episode. Oh, I can't wait. And it's okay. going to be Super Mario Sunshine. We're just calling it here. First club video game episode Super Mario Sunshine. Yep. Right. Look, look for it in like June, July. Yeah, I'll post something for the for the but, socials. But um, yeah, fan, fantastic game. Um, I I loved the the different abilities that you could do. You had the simple spray nozzle. You had the the hover mode. Then they had like super speed and all this stuff. It was mm-hmm. a great game. Great way to introduce all these different power-ups that Mario has Yep. in a different way, I guess. But Yep. Yeah. They included Yoshi in it. Yeah. And that was amazing. Um, I'm sorry for people who get sick of me talking about music and video games, but the soundtrack to this game is like endorphins made sound. Yeah. It's just like you can't listen to any song from that soundtrack and not just be in a better mood. I, I want a vacation to the soundtrack <laughs> of Super Mario Sunshine. I I had I I really enjoyed playing Super Mario Sunshine, and like I said, I watched so other people play it. So mm. I'm probably gonna beat that game here in the next month or so. Nice. But yeah, 
That was that was a good one. Well, you pick another game from your stack over there. Uh, big one, Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. Um, it was actually the first one that I owned, the first Pokemon game that I owned. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of wild because I played my neighbors and my cousins' Game Boys to play. Pokemon Red and Pokemon Yellow and blah, 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 blah. But this was the first one that I owned. Um, I think the most unique thing about it was the 3D aspect of everything. The graphics just looked awesome. Um, It was, I guess, Pokemon Coliseum was the first one Mm -hmm. on the GameCube that let you sort of move around in a... I don't know how to explain it. Not like an just, adventure game. Not just overhead. Yeah. Like the uh, Pokemon Red and all those games. But this one was, you know, you were able to have some, there's 3D elements to it. You're able to see it from the side. Um, the Shadow Pokemon was probably one of my, like, greatest, like, like it was it was my one of my favoriteest things that they had about the game because there were just, I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was awesome. Just the fact that, okay, well, if you wanted to leave this Pokemon being a shadow Pokemon, you Mm -hmm. could. They would have these certain moves. They could get angry and just not listen to a fucking thing you say. Um, Or you could go bring them to this purifying machine that would pretty much make them their normal stats give them the moves that they were supposed to have originally. This was actually also one of the, it was one of the first books that I had ever bought. I I bought the the collector game guide book and it, you know, was, it told me just about everything I needed to know about that, Mm -hmm. which for back in the day, you know, Back with these GameCubes, you know, you got these little memory cards. Yep. This was one of those games that, that was one of those games that um, I beat, like, really, really, really good. Like, probably not quite 100%, but, like, I got almost all the Pokemon that I could. Um, All of them were, like, really high level. And then, for some reason, I kind of put the game away. I thought I had the game the game save file on the one on the one uh memory card that I had and then I cleared the other one mm. only to find out that I had this game save file on that one and that was the biggest bummer of my entire life that sucks and I've had people die in my life so that was actually <laughs> <clears throat> the biggest bummer of the, the biggest all. bummer yeah <laughs> but um I I will eventually when i get get time i will eventually play that game again yeah and i i've just started recently playing some of the the ones that were brought over to the switch which they're okay um like arceus i think it was that came out um I, i don't mind it it's just probably not my cup of tea i guess but i'll definitely end up playing that again yeah 
beating it at least i won't 100 it but just to be able to play it again with probably the oh god i'm getting pokemon in on the brain because they would i would have the one espion and i would always get the it's the electric one jolteon 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 was always my go-to yep but i was gonna say you're talking about gale of darkness right Mm-hmm. Now you're going to go back and play? Yeah. Because I didn't have Gale of Darkness. I had Colosseum. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I never put that together. Because that, when you're talking about Shadow Pokemon, that's in Gale of Darkness. Because mm-hmm. they had that in Colosseum too. Yes. Because was, that was the one thing that disappointed me was that like I was like, I'm appreciative of this, of getting to play Pokemon on a TV with these graphics. But I really just wish it was a normal game where you could just go out and capture Pokemon but the way to capture Pokemon on Colosseum is just like Gale of Darkness where you have to like capture them from a trainer with like a shadow ball mm-hmm. and then have them purified and then they'll be on your team. I was like, I don't want that. I want to just run out into the grass and catch Pokemon. Yep. Um, so that kind of turned me away from Colosseum and Gale of Darkness a little bit. Um, does it have the same protagonist too? Uh... Is it that much of a sequel? I don't think it is. Okay. I know that Coliseum didn't have anyone special in it, but uh, the flagship cover character of Gale of Darkness is Shadow Lugia, and I know that you could capture Shadow Lugia in that game mm-hmm. and then transfer that to like other games around the same time period. Because both Coliseum and Gale of Darkness are both Gen 3 so, like, for those of you who don't know, that's the third generation of Pokemon. So that's like, for 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 those who played a little bit of Pokemon, that's the generation with uh, Trico, the little lizard, the little grass gecko lizard, yep. Torchic, the fire chicken, and uh, Mudkip. You like Mudkips? Mm. <laughs> it's it's right. like the blue, weird. It's yeah. based off an axolotl. Yeah, but uh, I just googled the main characters for both Coliseum and Gale of Darkness, you actually are the main protagonist's son from Coliseum. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize that until I just read that. I, oh. and, I and they, and <clears throat> this is just going to go to show you how terrible my brain is mm-hmm. because the difference, the main difference between me and you is you absorb everything like a fucking sponge if i like it yeah and i say ooh pretty lights pretty colors <laughs> i liked this this that move was cool i liked that yeah i don't remember the main plot lines of mm-hmm. things i just remember that was a good game or that was a bad game yeah. or that one thing that happened in that was really cool <laughs> that's the things that i remember yeah so for you're gonna have to lead a lot of times (laughs) on what do we talk about video games and like recalling them well we got a while because i think i put coliseum and gale of darkness for my series gaming i put them both in the seer in the pokemon stadium series gotcha so i'm gonna have you're gonna have to wait till i come around to that because i have pokemon stadium one and two but i'm gonna have to buy coliseum and xd in order to play those. I will let you borrow Gale of Darkness when oh, that time comes. Cool. I do not have Coliseum, but 
I'm sure the lovely GameStop somewhere will have one, perhaps. Probably not. They don't sell used games anymore. <sighs> have to get it online. I will find them. Chefs. Uh, Back to you. Let's see here. I guess I, I should be, I should follow Canon for this podcast and talk about my silver for GameCube, which was Lord of the Rings, the third age came out in 2004. Um, for those of you who don't remember, this is a game that is, uh, it is basically final fantasy, but Lord of the Rings. Uh, it was a turn-based strategy game where you had special characters on your team and you, you got to do special moves and fight orcs and, run around like an overworld and then you'd, you'd like get pulled into a battle. Um, the cool thing about Lord of the Rings, the third age is that, and I think I said this on our first, when we talked about this is that the story of it is you are a group of heroes that are very similar to the fellowship that are basically following behind the fellowship. Like, just barely. It's, so it's, you're you're dealing with all of their decisions. <laughs> you're okay. like the, the main character is a Gondorian soldier named Barathor, and uh, he meets this elf named Idriel, and he has been sent out to try to find Gandalf. So basically, they're just running around trying to catch up to the Fellowship because Gandalf's in the Fellowship. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about the Third Age, and the cool thing about that is that, uh when you would you would come upon these like battles that took place in the in the books and the movies and you'd be a part of that battle even if you even though they weren't there in the movies and stuff so like yep. the best example from the cover you're seeing here is when you get down into moria which is the land, the underground under the mountain area of the dwarves you actually do have a boss battle with the balrog which yep. is the fiery demon guy from from lord of the rings and in that uh, you would have your normal characters, but then you'd also get Gandalf, who's like, oh, OP is shit. Right. And anytime you got an actual member of the Lord of the Rings in your team for one battle, like yeah. one boss battle, yep. they'd be overpowered as fuck and they'd be awesome. Yeah. I just want to state, I'm looking at the cover of this game right now, yep. and it says on the cover, the most exciting RPG since Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I didn't know you could put a diss on another game, or I guess this wouldn't necessarily be a diss. This is more like we're just as good as Final Fantasy kind yeah. of kind of thing. But uh, and I did awesome. I did miss. I misspake last time. Misspake. I said uh, that Square had something to do with this. They didn't. This was just Electronic Arts. This yeah. is just EA Games that made this. But um. Really awesome. The, the the coolest part about this game, and Greg can see it from my my series gaming descriptions and shit that I have written into my CLZ game apps. Yeah. Um, is when you went through the overworld and shit, you would like collect items and like armor pieces, yep. and you can attach them to your characters, and it would actually make your character look different. Yep. Like you get a different, like Barathor is a Gondorian soldier. So he would get a different sword and it looked different. And it, when he fought with it, you would see the actual sword, which back then was surprisingly something that didn't happen that often for RPGs. If you got a new sword, it would just 
either A, it would look like every other sword. It literally wouldn't change the artwork of the sword to just change the name. Yep. Or you'd see it look different in like the item menu, but when you fought with it, it looked like any other sword. And when you put on a whole new set of armor that's supposed to look way different from the armor you're wearing, you would still look like the same exact character with no difference to your armor or clothing or anything. This game, like the the shit that you equipped showed up on your character, even in cutscenes, they would be wearing like the new shit that you found. Yep. And that was really, really cool. Say, I I don't remember ever playing this game, and I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I've seen this game, the cover of it. And for as a guy that spent most of his childhood roaming the aisles of... The fabled aisles of... The fabled aisles of <laughs> the movie gallery slash family video. Yeah. And going to the game section, not the uh, adult section, the game section. Yep. Uh, I don't remember seeing this game. But then again... Sometimes Greg knew what he wanted, so he would go right for go it. right for it. Yeah, and he's like, "How did they were alphabetical order?" So it's like the B. We're gonna go look at the B games, and then I wouldn't even care about yep. the rest of them. But mm-hmm. well, real quick, what did I write down? Because one of the things I looked, I wrote down when I did series gaming was the worst aspect of a game. I said the worst aspect of this game was the game is very long and the health items are a bit... That is true. Health, like finding potions to heal yourself, which they did that because Idriel, the the elf on your team, could heal you, but it would take up magic points or whatever it was in the game. Yep. So like, but finding items to heal you was very hard and took forever. So you're like, if you didn't have Idriel on your team, you'd be like, well... My characters are just kind of screwed. I would just like to point out that you you do like give yourself a list of best moment, best character, best enemy, and you're you write all of that stuff out. I don't know if I could do that for every single right? game. You you there you don't know jack shit. Here's Super Mario Sunshine. Holy hell, he wrote a book. You like seven paragraphs. And then there's all the things you saw before. Yeah. I do an in-depth analysis on the visuals of the game, on the story of the game. Yeah. The gameplay slash game feel, sound effects, music. And I know that I'm a square. <laughs> but for me, that makes video that makes video games so much more worthwhile for me. Yeah. Now what before when I beat a game, I was like, I beat it. That was fun. But I I beat it. So what? Now you, it's like you literally beat the game, then you do a book report over yeah. it. That is actually what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's I as a as a as the guy that would turn his brain off and then write book reports and mm-hmm. hope that it was good after it. <laughs> I that's 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 awesome. Yeah, um, it's, it's fun. I guess, kind of following back to how. My other, my first three games were already mentioned. Yep. Mario Kart Double Dash, Mario Sunshine, and Gale of Darkness. But my special mention was the Tony Hawk Underground series. Yeah. Um, which the fact that they got celebrities mm-hmm. to play themselves and uh, 
you you couldn't get me away from some of these games because you're the whole plot of Tony Hawk underground is just being able to, uh, you're like some, no, no one knows you. You're trying to like record a video Mm -hmm. to like send off to the, to the, to the people that be and hope that they'll like, put you on their brand. Yep. And then you end up like trying to, you, you, you find this one stunt that you're like, this is going to blow everyone's stunts out of the water. Yep. And then your best friend fucking steals it and puts his face over top of you. Oh, wait, is this, this is the first, this is the first game. Okay. I was like, wait, you're describing the first game. Yeah. The first Tony Hawk underground, uh, was that, that was that way. Um, yeah, the second one, which is probably the funnier one, is definitely oh, the funny. It's definitely, it's definitely funnier, the funnier yeah. of, the, of them. Uh, introduces like Bam Margera and uh, all of all of those guys from like Jackass, I guess, because yeah. a lot of them were in it. Um, and then there was also the you could there there was this one thing that you could do, and I think it might have been the first one or the second one. I don't know. But you could play the secret level that was just a kiss concert. Kiss concert. Yeah. And to activate them on stage, you had to grind the K I S S letters yep. so that they would start shooting yep. flames and above them. And then they them. played, uh, is it, was it God of Thunder? That was the game, the song was that it, they played. Uh, rock and roll. Am I dumb? I might be dumb. They they might have played that too. I know. I think God of Thunder was the was the big song that they made for that. I mean, not made for the game, but the big centerpiece song in that game. <laughs> the big thing I remember from under from Underground Two was you got to play a level as hotter than hell. Hotter than hell, really? Yeah, apparently. Where did I hear God of Thunder then for Kiss? I don't know, but no. the big thing about that was you got to play as a level as steve-o mm-hmm. in nothing but underwear uh w- and, and, like pushing a shopping cart around the 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 second game was it was th- the whole point of it was to try and do the most you were you were trying you were on a team you got to you pick were, your team and you were trying to outdo the other team yeah with crazy dumb funny stunts it was basically jackass the game <clears throat> yeah it was hysterical because it was like, I think it was one of the first games where like I actually would laugh mm-hmm. while playing a game. Like yeah. I just, this is so hilarious. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember there was a scene where like you're, I think you're attached, you're driving a truck or something like that. I think it was the second one. You're driving a truck. You have to like do the race laps, but behind you, you're pulling like, a porta potty with one of the guys in it, and then you launch it into a river, so they just get launched into the river yeah, or something like that. Right. But it's it's just stupid stuff like that. Was it was dumb, childish humor that I still laugh at to this day because it's everybody loves poop humor, poop <laughs> humor, and uh, all of the stuff that made Jackass the movie. Those stunts, funny. 
funny. Yeah. Yeah. Was and 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 that's another one. Uh but it was on PlayStation, PlayStation 2. I had Jackass the game. You did? Yeah. Hmm. And I I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah. So but the Tony Hawk Underground for a guy that couldn't skateboard for No. I you put me on a skateboard and I will fall off in two seconds. Yes. But me as well. That game both those games made me feel like I had a chance. Tony Hawk Underground turned me into a doofus who couldn't skateboard but who had this who loved the style of skate culture mm-hmm. in like the early 2000s. The the I, I want to say this cuz it's like when I played that game I had no knowledge besides the name Tony Hawk. Yes. So then I started getting like these other guys' names in, involved and stuff like that. I I learned a lot more from that game than I probably should have or w- thought I would have ever in a video game. Like that that taught me a lot about a culture that I knew nothing about yeah. before it. Who would you say was your favorite non Tony Hawk skateboarder back then? <laughs> uh, I mean, I liked Bam Margera, but that was just because of his sense of humor. I was going to say also who, which team did you pick when you played that game? Were you team Tony or team Bam? I think I was, I think I was Bams most of the time. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I mean, I, I, once again, those two, the two Tony Hawk games I beat multiple times and you could always turn the cheat codes on if you wanted to and have fun. And Oh, like you can never, like you would do a a stoppy or whatever where you'd like lean on your front two wheels yeah. and your bar that you're trying to balance yourself, you could just turn that off. So like you could just do it forever. Do it forever, yeah. It was fun to like try and get the highest score possible, but it was a lot more challenging, you know, when you when you're just doing it. Yeah. But uh it was every once in a while it was fun to just turn the cheat codes on and be like, I am a god. Worship my four million point score. <laughs> yeah. That should never be physically possible. Nope. But no. Great game. Great series. Uh I was kind of sad that they didn't really make another one. Um honestly, they haven't really made a skateboarding game in a while. Skate. Skate three yeah, that's probably. A big one. Um <clears throat> yeah, not really. I mean, Tony they, Hawk hasn't made it. Well, they had Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five come out. That well, was a couple. Was that a couple years ago? They made like American Wasteland or something like that. That was a while ago. But that was a while. Yeah, that was like that might have been like 360. Yeah, maybe when that came out. I don't know. But I was big into. I loved under both undergrounds. Yep. And then I was big into proving grounds. And then I stopped. I, I stopped paying attention to skateboarding games and stuff. Yeah. But uh, for reference, my favorite non-Tony Hawk skateboarder was um, Bob Bernquist. Remember him? I used to love playing as him in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for the Game Boy Advance. I was a big Bob Bernquist f- fan. Yeah. All right. My third game was this game right here called Custom Robo. Greg did text me 
after that episode and asked me if this was it. And I was like, I've never seen that show. What was it? Metabots? Metabots. And I was it, like, I've never seen that, but that looks exactly like Custom Robo Arena for, for DS. Yeah, it looks a lot like it. I'm looking at the cover right now and it it's very similar. Yeah. Uh, real quick recap. I'm going to keep this super short because I kind of want to talk about a couple of other games before we have to wrap up. But Custom Robo is basically, like I said, it's a game where you're this generic Japanese main protagonist for an anime um, where you join this like private eye detective agency. And the way that people interact in this world is that they always fight robos. <laughs> they have like rob- little robots in cubes. And then you'd like throw, you'd like start a mental fight with someone and a like a tiny little arena would appear in front of you two or between you two. And then these little robots would fight in it. But obviously you didn't see that when you played the game. When you played the game, you were inside the arena and the robots looked super detailed and intricate and looked like Transformers almost. And uh, like I said, it was really awesome that you could very, very high custom customizable loadout type of thing. Like the, the the robots themselves aren't super high customizable. You could change their color, and that's about it. Yeah. But uh, like in your in your in your robot's right hand, you had a gun. In the left hand, you had like a like a bomb type of thing. On your back, you had like a it was called a pod, where it was like a secondary bomb that you could like actually aim. Like it goes up and then goes down like, like a, a mortar. Yeah, like a, yeah. And then um, you had a dash that could do damage. And then you had, you could customize what type of legs they had. So you had ones that you could like fly a little bit longer and some that made it so you could run faster and, uh, a lot of options too. And there was a lot of robots to choose from. There's probably like, I want to say like somewhere between 20 and 25 different like robot types. Some looked like generic, Gundam characters, some, I remember one that looked like a giant metal gorilla. There was one that looked like a giant seal head. There were tiny ones. They had fucking awesome names. Like, uh, there was one, a tiny one that looked like it was themed off of like a Chinese restaurant <laughs> and they called him, uh, Shrike, okay. which is like a type of small hawk. That's like one of the fastest animals on earth. Yeah. And now it's like, I've, I've used that a lot in my writing is just calling something a shrike. I was like, I learned that from custom robo, <laughs> <laughs> but very fun game. Super, super fun game. And it had a very interesting plot too. What did, what did you put for a uh, worst, worst thing aspect it? of this yeah. game? Uh, the fact that the majority of parts aren't unlocked in the main campaign and the final stretch of the game's padding with pointless mook fights. So, uh, oops, a lot of the game, a lot of the weapons and unlockable shit, once you beat the game, it unlocked a second, like, bonus campaign, I guess you'd call it, where gotcha. it's basically, it's hilarious. The whole the whole first part, the whole actual campaign is you actually fighting this evil crime syndicate who want to destroy the world. Yep. And uh, you fight against, like, their upper echelon of a bunch of really evil bosses that are really sinister and evil and want to destroy the world or whatever. And then when you beat the main campaign... It unlocks something called um, the Super Tournament or the Big Tournament or something, um, which is basically just a long series of tournaments where you fight every character in the in the campaign. Like it's it's, it's weird. It's like Super Smash Brothers almost. Gotcha. Including the evil characters. 
and they were just the same evil characters, but they were taking part in this real like big tournament. And like sometimes the characters would like say like you seem a little evil to be taking part in this generic tournament. And he's like, well, even evil people have to have a day off or yeah. evil people have to try to win tournaments too. <laughs> and most of the, the parts that you have in that game are unlocked in that. And I was like, that stinks. I wish you could unlock most of them in the main campaign. And then like I put the final stretch of the game, the, like the, the last 10% of it, there are a lot, you're going through the enemy's base and it's like room to room. You walk into a room and there's and like mooks in there, like generic grunts. Yeah. We're like, hey, stop that guy. And then you'd have to do a robot battle with them. And then this, you'd beat him. And then the second guy would be like, all right, I guess it's my turn to beat you now. And then you kick his ass. Then you go to the next room and there's three more grunts. And they're like, let's, we're going to take you on. And then there's three more battles you have to do. And then you go into the next room and there's no one in there. And you're like, oh, sweet. No one's in here. You get almost all the way through the room and then three guys walk in. And they're like, hey, we need to take him out. And there's three more. It sucked. The ending of that game is padding to the nth degree. Yeah. <sighs> fun, uh, fun, fun shit. If you want to see what it, the gameplay looks like, that's what it looked like. Oh, very yeah. fun. And it was four player. Gotcha. You can have four robots fighting in one arena at once. So that was very cool. Well, um, how many more games do we want to do? Uh, do you just want to do a quick run through of ones that we see? I'll I'll do a couple that I had that I bl- played a lot of. Um, I had Mario Party Seven. All the Mario Party games Ooh, were yeah. fantastic. Yep. Um, I had two Harry Potter games. I had the Goblet of Fire, and I had Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. But I originally had Chamber of Secrets on Xbox. I think I bought that later in life just because I was like, I loved playing it, but I couldn't play it anymore. It was a weird yep. situation. Um, I had Sonic Adventures 2, which was a great game. It was a, I think it was called Battle, Sonic Adventures 2 Battle. It had the Chaos Garden where you had these little, I think we talked about it in recent game, a recent uh, podcast where, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're able to pretty much raise this pet to either be good or bad or neutral. And then they could do like little mini games like run and do races and stuff like that. Yep. Which uh, that's the game. It stands to point out that that the GameCube is the GameCube version of the original game. Mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure 2 was for Dreamcast. Right. And then right. they released both Sonic Adventure 1 and Sonic Adventure 2 on GameCube as like slightly different games, but essentially the same game. Yep. So I also had uh, <laughs> a, 00, a 007 game, which was uh, one? everything or nothing. Uh, pretty, that's a pretty good one. It was, it was, it was pretty fun. I got quite it's a no bit golden of, eye, but it's fun. Quite a bit of enjoyment out of it. Um, I, I think this might have been the first Sims game that I had on console that wasn't a PC. I had Sims 2. Um, Sims 2, just Sims 2? So I, I had, this is why I'm saying, because I know for a fact I have Sims 2 pets somewhere. Yeah. And it's not over there. Sims so 2 I pets have, is super fun. I am missing an entire like batch somewhere. Yeah. Um, I had a Zatch Bell game. Yep. Zatch had, Bell was so cool. Yep. I had a Zatch Bell game. Um, uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Of totally course. Fantastic game. It probably should have a much longer 
talk about it. But We're going to do one on probably Super Smash just Brothers. the series in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was fantastic game. Yep. Uh, got a lot of use of it. Um, I was a weeb and <laughs> was big into Naruto. Uh, Naruto. Naruto. Shit, Pudan. Custom Shonen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Naruto Clash of Ninja 2, which was just a fantastic, fun, enjoyable game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had, I think for every single console that I've had, I've had a wrestling game. Oh yeah, because I was big into wrestling, and I'm, I still get enjoyment out of it nowadays. But like, I know it's not real and stuff. I know it's (laughs) fake, so it's like I don't get as much enjoyment out of it. But growing up, there was a wrestling game in like every single console, and I enjoyed the hell out of them. So, which one did you have on GameCube? Day of Reckoning Two, which was a very like, if I recall, there was a big story mode in that one. That yeah. was fun to play. Like none of those, I, I don't feel like any of them have a crazy story mode anymore. But oh, yeah. ours was WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2007, 2007 or eight. And that had a very, it had a very long story mode because it was in chunks, but it was all the same story but it was in chunks based on what character you were playing as. Like every character had a chunk of fights to do against like their rivals. Yep. That was very fun. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said, I am missing a good chunk of these games and I need to find out where they are because they're not over there. Yeah. And I know for a fact, I just saw you had it up there. I had Sims 2 Pets. Sims 2 Pets, Sims 2 Pets was fucking awesome. No idea where they're at though. I got to find those. It's Sims 2 Pets was great because it was the first, I believe, the first Sims game where you got to control the Sim mm-hmm. instead of just telling them where to go and shit. You got to like walk around as them. I loved that as a kid. I'm going to end up tearing that room apart later and I'm going to have to find it. But yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's for the for a quick overview. That was a lot of the games that I had. Your favorites? Um, I'm going to eventually find the rest and I'm going to be like, holy shit, I should have talked about this one. We but a second episode on GameCube? Yeah, we, we'll, maybe. We'll <laughs> all addendum that one. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what about you? Uh, let's go through the big ones. Uh, Soul Calibur 2 is a huge one. I really, really... Soul Calibur 2 was, as I said before, was the first game to get me into Soul Calibur. Yep. Um, and I love those games. Um, the Rogue Squadron games for GameCube, which is... Two, Rogue Leader, and three, Rebel Strike. Loved those games. Probably not. No, I did, actually. I think I gave Rogue Leader like a nine. Yeah, Rogue Leader got a nine. And then uh, Rebel Strike got an eight. Yeah. So uh, those were... Those still, to this day, look amazing. Graphically. Yep. Um, The Star Fox GameCube games. Fantastic. Star Fox Adventures and Star Fox Assault. Never played Assault, played Adventures quite a bit, so. Assault was amazing because it was, um, you got to get, it had half the game in ships, which is what you want in a Star Fox game. I'm looking at you, Adventures, fuck you, for being mostly on foot, and you don't even get a gun, that's not Star Fox. Um, half of Star Fox Assault was in a ship, and the other half was on foot as a third-person shooter, and that was really cool to me. Um, played a lot of backyard football for GameCube. All the backyard games yep. were fun. And backyard baseball. Yeah. They were fun, but I sucked. <laughs> so. 
who's your favorite backyard kid? You're talking to the guy that can't remember what he had to eat yesterday. Well, you're wrong, Greg. It's Kenny Kawaguchi. <laughs> the Asian kid in the wheelchair. That is the best character in oh Backyard my Kids. God. Um, let's see here. Uh, I've got Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets as well on GameCube. Yep. Uh, we, My brother got the Hobbit game, which was a game that was based off the Hobbit book, not the movies. Obviously, the movies hadn't come out. This was before the movie or... Uh, no, it was a little bit of the time after the movies, the Lord of the Rings movies came out, but this was based off the book and it was terrible, but it was fun. Horrible, but fun. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Fantastic game. Yep. Debut of Toon Link. Super cool. Uh, what else do we have here? Monopoly Party. The The cool thing about this game was that um, you had you got different boards with different pieces. So it's almost like getting to play different versions of Monopoly. There was like a fantasy themed one where there were dragons and shit. And there was a sci-fi one where you got to be like an alien or a spaceship. It was fucking cool, man. Dude, I play Monopoly like on a monthly basis on Xbox. You're going to want to borrow this because it's fantastic. Um, I have them, but I never played them that much. The Pikmin games, Pikmin 1 and 2. Pikmin 3 was on Wii, I think. I played the, I played those. I think Pikmin 3 is coming out. Oh, I, don't it think, is? I don't think it ever came out. Oh. Or well, there's a mind. new Pikmin game that might be coming out. I don't know. Hmm. Uh oh, of course. Have to mention it when we're talking about GameCube games. The Resident Evil remake of the first game. Yep. Fucking incredible. By far the definitive version of Resident Evil, way more than the PlayStation version. Uh there's Sonic Adventure DX Director's Cut, which is just Sonic Adventure, but for GameCube. Also amazing. There's the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. The uh, I left my purse on that other rooftop. <laughs> what? What are you, touring all the rooftops in here, lady? Uh, there's a, that, that's a game I thought was pretty fun. Yu-Gi-Oh! The False Bound Kingdom. I had that, too. See, I am missing half my <laughs> games. Where the find fuck are them, you? Bro. You got to find them. Yeah, those are the big ones. Um, I'm actually playing Enter Spyro Enter the Dragonfly right now for series gaming. Nice. Look at that. I wrote down, because I write down as I'm playing too. I wrote, the... oh boy, the animation and graphics in this one are really rough. Hunter looks like his outer layer never rendered. Ripto's face looks like it's made of the same material as Stretch Armstrong. And Bianca looks like the stuff of nightmares. I just like the the dot dot dot. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the voice acting is also super low quality. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, that's a very rough game to look at, but it's fun. God, I'm going to have to fucking find the rest of those games because that's now eating the ins- eating me from the inside out. Because mm-hmm. I know I had a I know I had a Yu-Gi-Oh game. I know I had. Did I have Luigi's Mansion? I might have had Luigi's Mansion. Yep. I have Luigi's Mansion. Fun game. God damn. Uh, ooh, I, I played a demo of Ret- Metroid Prime when I was younger that I was like, this game is awesome, but I never played it. Yeah. Now, eventually, I will. Oh, dude, did you really play the Donkey Konga? Donkey Konga? I didn't play it yet. Do I you have, have the Konga? No. I'm wondering if you're able to... I guess you probably just play it with the buttons on the controller. I mean, maybe, but it, that was like one of the first rhythm games, yep. wasn't it? 
Donkey Konga. Donkey Konga. I believe it's a series. Yeah. There's a Donkey Konga 2. I just don't, I don't have it. Well, those all brought back memories, and now I am frustrated that I'm going to have to go searching for the rest of those games. I feel like I'm going to get a... Uh, you're gonna get a. Snap. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna get a text tonight at four in the morning. Fucking found. Fucking him. found him. <laughs> no, it's just gonna be frantic knocking at your door. You know what's gonna. You know what's gonna happen. I did it. Before you say anything, we're gonna hear like a, and then Selena's gonna be like, "Go tell Greg to go home." <laughs> I'll be like, "I'll be right back. I need to go through his game collection." <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, the GameCube, fantastic console. Absolutely. And I know we sort of sped through some of these, and I know we could probably talk days and days about some of these games, Mm -hmm. but, uh, to kind of keep it short and concise, GameCube, 10 out of 10 console for me. Uh, Easily. Um, there weren't as many games on the GameCube that I have versus other consoles, but all of those, like I said, all of those games had a special place Mm -hmm. in my heart. Fantastic. Um, All, all in all awesome console. I don't know. I can't really say much else about it. Nintendo made a got They had a home run with it. And the fact that it was one of the cheaper consoles, it was, it was it was it was it was nice to own and nice to play. Yeah, I have nothing bad to say about about it. So I can't really think of anything bad to say about it either, other than other than the fact that they could have had more games for it. Yeah, that would have been probably the big one. But other than that, good console. Yep. So a very appropriate console for us to do our first episode that's yeah. on like a specific console. Yep. Cause we both love it so much. Any last minute things you wanted to throw in there about the GameCube or any of the games? Um, yeah, I think, um, the best game on GameCube is monsters, Inc. Scream arena. <sighs> Do you ever want to play dodgeball with monsters, Inc. characters? I think you're right. We should probably play that game. When we do, eventually when we do the video, when you start playing video games with me for YouTube, that's going to be one of the games we play. When we start the video, uh, the YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh, well, this was, this was fun. I'm glad we did this uh, on this lovely Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Um, This is going to feel weird, Greg. We're going to turn right around and record again in two nights. Yeah. So. But I'll be, hopefully I'll be, maybe I'll sound a little bit better by then. My voice is starting to get a little cracky now. Get a little raspy. Give us us something. Give us an awesome sound bite, Greg. I don't know if you think I can handle that, but I'll try. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. That was just me whispering, but this was fun. Yeah. Um, We'll, we'll definitely end up doing one of the other consoles here soon. Um, But. To kind of keep this moving along, we're we're gonna call it here. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you guys have any uh, GameCube games that we didn't mention, and you would either like us to talk about, or even 
mentioned us to play, like shoot them, shoot them to us in a, in either the uh, social medias or text us or whatever you mm-hmm. guys know, you guys know who we are. Yep. So, uh, but, uh, this was good. So fun. This is the time where the outro starts to play. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. I, I'm so I'm so burnt out on GameCube. I, I now. just I just I'm gonna I'm gonna frantically search for the rest of the night, and I will probably go home and play it. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna I'm gonna literally just be like, I fucking found it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna you're gonna pound on our door, and you're gonna wake Selena up. But I will be already up, still playing game two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>